Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Service for all brands of print equipment in your office? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. On Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. It's 12.34 in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer and Brendan Escott with you. Oilers Now brought to you by title sponsor Digitex. And a reminder that at uh, as we bring John Shannon here momentarily, uh, guests and Oilers now receive gift certificates to Roost Chris Steakhouse. It's the greatest steak you've ever had. Edmonton owned and operated. Uh, open from Wednesday through Sunday from 5 p.m. until close. Head down to 99 Joss, uh, 9990 Jasper Avenue. Tell Brendan, Maggie, and Taylor that the and the staff at Roost Chris and Oilers now sent you. Just want to, for those of you that took the time and were kind enough to text the show on our Ashley Fine Floors text line, and we we do get literally hundreds of texts an hour on this show, but I can't ask Ken Holland specifically about a pending UFA, okay? Because he's still technically the property. That player is still technically property of another NHL organization. So that's kind of the way it works. Uh, it's no different than today. One of the reporters asked, I, I forget which one, asked Ken Holland about the Oliver ekman Larson rumors. I'm sure that reporter fully knows well that Ken can't say anything on that because Oliver ekman Larson is property of the Arizona Coyotes. John Shannon, our NHL insider, joins us right now. And John, this is something the league takes very seriously, isn't it? Oh, no doubt. Uh, th- there are times during the year that this uh, th- this situation gets monitored. Now, Ekman Larson isn't even an unrestricted free agent <laughs> on Friday. so it's uh, And that would be even a, a worse case of tampering when you think about it. There's, yeah. There are hypotheticals you deal with when you're a general manager and you talk to agents. There are hypotheticals when you... Uh, when you uh, when you're an agent and you talk to both coaches and managers, but uh, this is a time of year that Bill Daly and the uh, and the, and the uh, the antennae at the National Hockey League are up, watch making sure that the uh, there is no such tampering between now and say what is it noon on Friday. And this is a season that is even more challenged because there's not the courting period before. Like it's like we're going right into the draft here tomorrow. And there's not that five or seven day window where you get an opportunity in advance of uh, July 1st 
to theoretically, or they might have even pushed it back the last couple of years. You know what I'm it saying? Five, it was a five-day window. It was a five-day five window. Right. Five-day window, yeah, that they got, they got rid of because everybody was abusing the five-day window. Because in, in, in the end, in that five-day window, Bob, you, were, you weren't supposed to be able to talk money. Right. Uh, and and but if you sat down in a room with an agent and a player, or particularly an agent, and you said, "So, is Bob Stoffer interested in joining the Calgary Flames?" And no. And the answer would be, <laughs> "No." Maybe. Well, what's maybe the rule? Might be available. And hey, Brad. Where, what would the ballpark be? What would the ballpark be for Bob Stoffer's new salary? Uh, and you couldn't even ask that question. So it, it yeah. became, it, it, it got abused, which is why in, in the last couple of years we saw, you know, at 12.01, the announcement of three long-term deals that, with multiple bonuses and op, that were just, there was no way it was done in, in, in 90 seconds. So um, both sides, I think both the players and the league were, were happy to get rid of it. The Edmonton, and I asked Ken this question, whether or not he needs a resolution to the Ryan Nugent-Hopkins situation prior to free agency. And the reason why I ask him that is because, frankly, this is a different year for free agents. Uh, we have a lot of teams, and, you know, Ken brought this up during the course of the interview, a lot of teams that have their own internal cap. Uh, we have a flat cap for, what, two, three, possibly four years. Yep. This is a year where it's a buyer's market for the organizations, and that's why I asked the question. So I'm going to ask you the same question. Do you think the Edmonton Oilers need a resolution? That, do you think they need to know where they're at with Nugent Hopkins carrying forward? I no. mean, do you do you wait until he's he's technically not a free agent until uh, the way it stands right now until June 30th of 2021? Can you can you go during the course of the season, or do you need to know where you're at with this guy? I think you can wait. Uh, I, I really think you can wait, um, particularly if the relationship um, between uh, Rick Vallette and Ryan and, and the organization is solid. And I, I, I don't think we have any reason to think that it isn't. But I, I, th I think you can certainly um, push things back. Uh, you, know, we don't, you know, we talk about, and you, you talk about, uh, you know, uh, June 30th of, of next year. We don't even know if that's going to be it. Well, it, the reality is, if Gary's expecting to do an 82-game schedule, then playoffs, then, you know, you know, based on what we learned this year, that's that's going to be a moving target, too, that that end date of, of the fiscal year for the NHL and for player contracts. So, it, you know, I, I think I think Nugent Hopkins, who's who's a lifer in Edmonton, who uh, you know that I don't think the the team uh, I think the team knows his value, appreciates his value. Uh, I, I think that they can be patient at this point rather than than worrying about uh, something has to be done in the next thirty days. Do you think we'll see Oscar Kleffbaum playing the next year? Well, in, in, in hearing what Kenny said, it certainly doesn't sound like it. Right. Um, and uh, and then what you know, then the implications for the hockey club, then for whether LTIR uh, and and what they really need to do uh, in the short term. In the short term, I guess that that means the one year. And in the long term, will there be enough cap space opened up to allow them to sign somebody else? Yeah, it's going to be uh, an interesting next uh, few days. Uh, the Edmonton Oilers selecting 14th. We're joined right now by John Shannon. John, do we have any idea? 
Tristan Jari was signed on Saturday, and he talked in an interview about training camp starting November 15th. Um, well, which, that's, which, the, that's the official date as, as we speak. Right. Um, but but the the reality is I you know I've been told that uh, even as late as last Monday a week ago when uh, there was a board meeting uh, via Zoom uh, that Gary was discussing January first as a start with the teams you know, you know listening uh, but then you know quietly suggesting probably it could be pushed back a little bit. Uh, and I'd, I had heard before that January fifteenth. I, I don't. I don't think December first. Quite frankly, I don't think December first is really that realistic at this point. Particularly when we, when, you know, we're, we're you know, twenty three states. Twenty three states are 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 now uh, increasing their COVID uh, cases. You know, we're, we're, there are issues in the province of Quebec again. Um, you know, it, it, this thing is. This, you know, quite frankly, this thing is not under control yet, um, and we and we I think we all know where the players stand when it comes to full full blown bubbles and playing in full blown bubbles. Sorry, John, which is what? Well, they don't want to play in full blown bubbles, and you can't blame them. No, no, I I, I can't blame them at all. I, you know that's that's. The the, the 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 couple of concepts that I've heard is that you know you go into a bubble for two weeks and you come out, you go in for fourteen, you play eight games, uh, and then you come out. Or the other one is is that uh, th- there are like Major League Baseball, like the National Football League, um, you travel in certain pods, like and, and one pod would be Canada, uh, per, uh, you know, with with the Canadian teams playing. Not necessarily as a division, but certainly right now the only place that Canadian teams could play without quarantining uh, would be in Canada. Yeah. Uh, interesting today, Kyle Dubas saying that uh, the Leafs are going to maybe change a little bit of the perception out there that they might be adding a little bit of size up front. Well, I mean, I, I, it, it's funny, you know, when they, when they went and got Clifford and Muzzin, they uh, they were they were making a statement last year that uh, that perhaps their size and their character wasn't what it should be in order to get farther along the line. I think they learned that a little bit more. Uh, you know, Jason Spezza signs that one-year deal because Jason Spezza has become a really important integral part of the leadership group with this organization in Toronto, uh, and and did a pretty good job. And and in fact, in games. Four and five of that series against uh, Columbus, he, he might have been their, he might have been their most effective two-way setter, uh, which is uh, which is something to be safe for Jason because I I was one of those guys that was skeptical when they signed him to the one-year deal originally, and uh, he's proved to be quite valuable to them. He's not, he's, he's not he's not a core guy, um, but he certainly uh, knows his role within the organization. John Shannon joining us, our NHL insider, Bob Stopper with the Unorders. So, John, uh, would Edmonton be better off trading for a goaltender or conversely dipping in a free agency instead? You dip in a free agency, you're not giving up an asset. You dip into free agency, you're not giving up an asset, but um, one would have to speculate if they traded a goalie, they'd be giving up a goalie too. So, uh, you know, if, if, if they decided that they were going to trade for a goaltender, 
then that would that would the logic would be that they're going to give up they're going to give up Koskinen. Uh, I think that there's some common sense to that. Um, you, you know, the question becomes is that uh, you know 4.3 million dollars, and you go get another goalie for I mean, what's the number? Four million dollars? Uh, can you run two goalies at 8.3? Heck, Vegas is running two at 12 million right now. Yeah, but something's going to shake out there, though. We know that, right? So something's well, going to happen. That's a, I, I think something might shake out. But, uh, you know, I talked to somebody this morning that said, don't be surprised if Fleury starts the season there. You know, if they can if they can find – what it does do is it paralyzes Kelly McCrimmon from making some other free agent moves if he's stuck with, with both Leonard and Fleury uh, at this point, in my opinion. Um, but uh, you, you never know. I mean, Fleury's already indicated, and, his, and Alan Walsh's agents have already indicated that he wants to stay in Vegas. Uh, so that's that's obviously putting pressure on the organization to figure out what they have to do and when they when they do it. Uh, I mean, if, if if there was some way that Mark Andre Fleury would could become available, it could become affordable. Uh, what an asset he would be to any organization, not only on the ice, but off the ice. Uh, he's a great leader. Uh, people can learn from him as far as how to stay competitive and be a good teammate. He would be an unbelievable asset wherever he ends up. Some people think maybe back to Pittsburgh, the Penguins buying out Jack Johnson today, trying to create a little bit more cap space. Uh, they're trying to move out Matt Murray. They've signed Tristan Jari. Uh, some would suggest that might make some sense. And the other thing is, Vegas would be one of the teams. I still think ultimately Alex Petrangelo ends up in St. Louis, and so Doug Armstrong and Doug Armstrong moves some money out elsewhere. Yeah. But I'm led to believe that Vegas would be on the radar screen for Alex Petrangelo. Now, is Philadelphia now on the well, radar? With the, yeah, with with this kid's retirement, uh, yes. I mean, does does that open up the opportunity there? Uh, you'd have to think that uh, the Chuck Fletcher's uh, taking these next few days to to try to sharpen the pencil and, and make things work. And and I would even argue that perhaps Alex Petrangelo is the type of player that Philadelphia really does need. Uh, when you consider that young decor um, that uh, that has huge promise in uh, in Philadelphia, they oh, they they'd, they'd, they'd be good. They'd be good. Would be unbelievable. Well, I mean, you got Sanheim and Provorov there. Uh, they've oh, sure. got you know that that would be pretty interesting to watch Columbus. It's, it's it, you know it's funny because we talked a bit with Ken about skill, and I, I keep hearing Columbus is looking for skill. That's an organization I think they're four or five goaltenders deep, and relatively speaking, uh, they got Corpusalo at two years at two point eight, Merzlikins at two years at four million. Yeah. And then they've got a couple other guys. They've got another Latvian uh, in the minors that they just qualified today that they they like a lot. And then they got a Russian and a Finn, and we know they want to add skill. I'm, I'm gonna and and they've got Josh Anderson, who might be ready for a new organization. You never know. Columbus to me is going to be a really intriguing team to watch, John. Again, though, you wonder about Columbus. What's their internal cap? Uh, when, when everybody talks about the, you know you know the 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 eighty one five, I think Columbus is one of those teams that's not going to play to the pay to the max. Uh, I, I think there's a ton of pressure in a lot of these mid mid sized markets uh, to to uh, make sure without ca- any a lot of cash coming in 
no ticket price, no ticket money, no local revenue coming in really. Uh, that it's going to put a lot of pressure on those some of those mid-sized markets to compete in the free agent world. Yeah, well, and that's uh, you know that's I, I guess that's the great equalizer. So is this like to me? This is a year that's unlike any other, John. Like we oh. don't we don't have. I mean, the next couple of years, you might see players sign two-year deals. Like if you're Taylor Hall, as an example, theoretically, do you, would you would you sign a six million dollar deal for two years? Knowing that there's not going to be an increase, and then, you know, I don't know. Like, well, I, but not only that, if you do sign a longer term deal, because of the amount of money that is being uh, held back, whether it be the twenty percent escrow, yeah, and then there's an additional ten percent being held back on uh, at, at this point as well. Do you structure the deals, even a longer-term deal, where you're you're not making near as much in these first three years, and then the last three years, where you hope and pray that we're back to normal? That's when you can back end the contracts and and create better opportunities for yourself. Where by the end of that six-year deal, the escrow is not going to be any more than what six percent. So right. you, you have to you, you have to wonder. Um, you have to wonder if that's going to change the thought process for a lot of guys. The one thing I would say is uh, anybody that wants to structure a deal that has a ton of signing bonus on it, and when I'm talking about a ton of signing bonuses, I'm talking about if you sign a, a, 10, year, a $10 million deal, and I'm not sure how many we're going to see of those, but just for as an example, and $9 million of it is in signing bonus, teams do not have access who, who, to that, that cash right now. Who could do that? No one can do that right well, now. Well, I think Montreal could. I think I think Jeff Molson's pockets are deep enough. I think the Rangers are deep enough, and obviously MLSE here in Toronto is deep enough. I, I'll give you one more who could be deep enough. LA, but they, LA could LA could do it. I'll give you one more. Okay, but but they've never done it. Who's who's the technically who's the richest owner in the entire league? Mm, okay, tell me. Well, it's David Thompson in Winnipeg, but it's it's seed money for him, right? I mean, it's Mark Chipman and True North, but David Thompson's. Were, I mean, the Thompson family is worth forty-one billion dollars. Yeah, I know they're in the top fifteen of richest people in the world. We know, right? Yeah, right. But yeah. he's they've they've never managed their organization in that regard, right? No, like well, they, no, they, because because that's, it's seed money. That's a, it's, different, that's a different budget. That's a yes. different budget over there. Bob. <laughs> it's always it's. A, I've always found it fascinating. Like when when when. when when we go around and talk to some of the, the American writers, I'm like, you do realize that Winnipeg actually has an owner that's worth over forty billion dollars. Yeah. Like, uh, like it's, it's got fascinating it. stories. It, it it is, and he and he owns. He's the largest shareholder with Bell as well. So, uh, all right. Uh, hey, final question here for you. So, Oscar Clefbaum, and it, it doesn't look promising in that regard, at least over the next year. So let's just apply the LTIR to Edmonton situation. Let's say the owners have $10 million to play with now in free agency. Because if, where should the priority be? Should it be on defense? Should it be in goal? Should it be in third-line centered? Has it changed the narrative because of the cleft bomb injury? No, it hasn't changed the narrative because it's still in goal. Okay. I, 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 think, I think that, you know, that's the one thing that I think that Kenny has... Um, Kenny understands right from the beginning. He's got to he's got to improve his goaltending. Okay, you know that's it. I mean, and then then you, then you're gonna then you're gonna push you're gonna push the defense. You're gonna push the blue line, and hopefully some of your young guys. I keep, you know the one, and I know we got to go, Bob. The one thing I keep hearing, 
And I think the one thing the Oilers fans should be happy about is everybody I talk to keeps telling me a long, long form, long time, Broberg is going to be a beast. Yeah. And that's something that's something that Kenny must have in the back of his po- back pocket to know two years down the line he is going to have a stud out of Broberg. Yeah, no, it's that's uh, you know obviously the whole experience this year on the return of play and how he looked out there and he's in a different role this year in Sweden. Edmonton hosts the upcoming World Junior Championship. Let's not forget about that, John. He's likely. I mean, obviously he was on Sweden last year. He's going to be on Sweden again this year. He's probably going to be their captain. Uh, it's going to be intriguing to watch his uh, development. Hey, we'll hook up on Wednesday uh, post draft, but uh, pre free agency. Okay, Bob. Take when care. You That's sign in Calgary. It'll be a great story. Uh, well, maybe for a couple of listeners out there, you can text us at any time at seven eight zero. I don't think they're that desperate. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. Hey man, I went all in back in two thousand eight. I'm not changing my mind now. Uh, so I'm going to throw it out there. So let's operate under the context that you know. It, it it might be challenging for Oscar Clefbaum to return this. So do you do you have another four million that's maybe not? So again, I've always used the barometer. The owners had about six million in free agency to spend. Maybe three million on a goalie, two million on a third line center. Maybe now they've got another four point two because of the defense situation with Oscar Clefbaum. So operating under that context, give me a best case scenario: three guys, three guys. Goaltender, defense, third line center, you got about $10 million to spend. Shoot that off to us on our Ashley Fine Floors text line, 780 It's 12.54. We'll come back with NHL today on Oilers Now. Hi, this is Jajar Kara from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chad. It's 12.55 in Edmonton. Could be some teams looking for a little bit of muscle here carried forward. Keep that in mind. Let's go to NHL today for our friends at Elite Promotional Marketing. They've got face masks for everybody. Visit their online face mask shop by going to ElitePromoMarketing.com. Back in the 630 Jet Studios. It is Brendan Escott. What a weekend it was. Uh, but I'll start by reminding you we do have full coverage of the NHL draft on 6.30. Ched tomorrow. Reed, Rob, Jack and Bob. It starts at 4 o'clock. Uh, Robin Leonard staying in Vegas after he and the Golden Knights reached a five-year, $25 million contract extension. That is now $12 million in cap space tied up between him and Fleury and Leonard now under contract until he is 34, 35 years old. Uh, Tristan Jones officially anointed the Penguins goaltender of the future. He signed a three-year $10 million contract, all but confirming that Matt Murray is out the door. Brian Elliott got a one-year extension from Philly, million and a half dollars there to continue mentoring Carter Hart. Jason Spezza re-signed in Toronto for another year at $700,000 as well. Uh, Laurent Bassois in uh, Winnipeg, he'll be backing up um, Hellebuck on that same one-year one and a half million dollar deal. Uh, San Jose acquires Ryan Denon 
Maldonado from Minnesota in exchange for a third rounder next year. That's actually Pittsburgh's pick. Um, Chicago, meanwhile, dumping Ole Matta's $4 million salary in a trade with the Los Angeles Kings that brought back a longtime Prince George Cougar, former Rangers fourth rounder in 2015, Brad Morrison. Former Oiler Andre Sakura re-upped with Dallas two years, a million and a half per season there. Sands and Josh Brown arriving at that same two-year term uh, with $1.2 million per. Pittsburgh putting Jack Johnson on unconditional waivers for the purpose of buying out the final three years of his contract in Arizona. Bob did the same with 32-year-old Michael Grabner. All right. Uh, yeah, as for Grabner, I'd have some time for him. Uh, my guess is there's going to be lots of teams that would be interested in him. He can skate in PK. I actually thought Arizona might be able to cut a deal there where somebody, you know, where they eat half the money, but they elected to go the buyout route. We're going to go uh, to the injury report for James H. Brown injury lawyers when accidents happen go to jameshbrown.com again uh ken holland uh saying we're in a little bit of an evaluation process with oscar clefbaum that is a big one obviously for the Oilers. he was uh, top 10 in the league last year time on ice 25 uh, minutes plus he also was part of the best power play in the nhl uh over the course of about the last 40 years uh so the owners are going to miss oscar clefbaum it's going to be difficult to replace him i know in the past i've mentioned tyson berry i've also you know I, there's going to be a lot of uh, interest in tyson berry out there in free agency a lot of people are going to bet that he'll bounce back what about a guy like sammy vatnin i know we've mentioned uh i know to brian Lawton maybe last wednesday barry vatnin uh justin schultz three right shot uh skilled puck movers schultz has been here done that probably not an option but certainly i would suggest uh barry and vatnin might make some sense for edmonton reed wilkins is coming up at uh, 105 you're listening to oilers now off to a global news weather traffic update with eileen bell oilers now with bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on oilers radio 6 30 chad